What's up, guys? My name is Brazil, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I have stand-up comedian Jade Catapreta. She's featured on Hulu's show Hotties. She has a couple stand-up specials out right now. She has a new one that just came out on Moment House. And the reason I want to share this interview with you is because I love the comedy world. I love going to the Laugh Factory, to the Comedy Store. For those that don't know, those are like major clubs here in LA where you get to see you know, some of the biggest comedians and some of the next up and coming ones. And that's where I met Jade. And she just really impressed me. She's a really cool person. We've actually become friends. And she's actually taken me backstage to the Comedy Store for me to see and meet some of the people in that industry, which I'm super excited about. We're gonna be doing a lot more deep dives into the comedy world. But for now, enjoy my conversation with the homie, Jade Catapreta. Oh no, yeah, my other one's the George Lopez podcast so far. Like, not oh, too far. Oh, the George Lopez podcast? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, look at you. It's okay. my second time. Hitting them all. You started it all for me. Really? Yeah, like, when I was here, the first time was when, like, I hit the lowest low. Really? I was done with the special. I was about to release it. I didn't believe in it at all. I hadn't been posting at all. Like, and then I just threw myself in, like, right after this podcast. I was like, fuck it, let's go. Oh my God, dude. Did you hit record on that? We'll yeah. start with that. Yeah, I'll tell you again. <laughs> well, I think we got it on yeah. that camera. But it's true. Like, you helped me. Like, it's weird because I I just was really lost and I wasn't, like, really proud of my work because I hadn't had enough time away from it. Mm-hmm. You know when you film something and you're like, it's shit, it's garbage. Yeah. And then you watch it four months later and you're like, no, I was pretty skinny in it. Um, yeah. Like, you find something that you like about it. And, yeah, I'm just, like, so appreciative that you brought me out and you were, like, asking me these hard questions because it kind of got me thinking, like, yeah, what do I want to do? Like, yeah, do and, I stand behind this shit? Like, and you have a lot to say. And I mean, comedians all about talking. I think podcasting is a great way for you to get your message out there. I feel like I wasn't giving people an opportunity to get to know me because so much of my comedy was survival comedy. That's what I like to call it. Like, yeah. where I wasn't really getting deep into subjects. I was like just doing broad subjects where, and then people watch it and they go, "Oh, I get it. She's being sexual because of the shock value." Right. She's doing this for this because she doesn't know how to write a real joke. And it's like, no, that's just like what I used to survive because I knew it, it would make people laugh. And then I was always too scared to go a little deeper. And now I'm going, hey, I love to talk about sex because I was exposed to sex really early on. Right. And it gives people a chance to relate, you know, in a way that I never did before. Yeah, because because then it, it's your perspective. It's right. not just the general perspective. I'm not trying to be like, look at me. I'm just a guy, like a guy comic, you know. I'm, <laughs> like I just like making people feel, I don't know, like I like to make people forget their day. Yes. That's why you go to see comedy, right? It's yes. not to hear something that's brilliant all the time. Like, and of course, if there's it mental to be simulation. Yeah. yeah. And intellect simulation. That's a whole different thing. That's not what I do. Like, right. I'm a clown. Like, you're going to come. I'm going to shove your pussy, my pussy in your face. I want you to laugh. I want you to forget your day, you right. know? And that's what it is. And I think also being okay with that. You know, like not looking down on myself for it. Yeah. Because also like. Because if it's true to you, it's true to you. It's true to me. You're not just doing it because it's the thing. It's your thing. It's it's relatable. First of all, everybody has sex. You know what I mean? So what your Well, some people don't, and they're yeah. really mad. Those incels are real mad yeah. at me. <laughs> Guys get real mad. I see the comments, and they're like, fucking women. And I'm like, you'll love this once you hit puberty. So I swear. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we're on similar parts of our career because I felt like in the first half of my career, it was more survival-based. It was like, can I make it? Am I in the league? Is, is my stuff looking professional? It was all right. about survival. I was taking every music video because I needed the money. Right, and now it's to the point where I'm asking myself, what do I actually want to say? I know I can make good-looking stuff. 
now it's like, what is my message? Yeah, your podcast what am I looks standing for? so good. Oh, Especially now that I'm filming every set and it's so, it's just so hard to get it looking good all the time, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, if visually things are simulating, it's the best. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and we get to say what the, whatever the fuck we want now, you exactly. know? Exactly. And I, it's also about like, I didn't really have fans before. Like, I... I think I, I thought I had fans because I thought people had kind of followed my random career throughout the last 15 years. But like the reality is like they don't know until you're shoving it in their face all the time. Like yeah. I think sometimes that I've said the same story over and over. Then pe people are like, no, I haven't heard that. I'm like, of course, you're not just like. That happens with my friends all the time. Well, I'll say yeah. something that to me feels so normal about my life. They're like, I had no idea you did that. And I'm like, how do you not know that? It's We assume that the whole world knows. We assume that people are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we assume that like this stuff that we say is actually penetrating their mind. But the reality is everyone's just like me, 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 me in their own fucking head about stuff, you know? And if I think about the comedians that I follow or just anybody, any of the yeah. creators that I follow, if I like them, I follow all their stuff, you know, but, but I have to really buy into it. And it's yeah. a sense of escapism, right? It's like, I want to tune into this, whether it be mental stimulation or comedic relief or whatever. Escapism. That's escapism. The, yeah, that's the perfect word for it. Yeah. So I want you to escape. I don't, I want you to, for, I want you to forget where you are. I want you to forget like who you think you are and just like be stupid and in the moment. And you know what I mean? Like, yes, that's why I always love Bobby, like Bobby Lee. Mm -hmm. And he's been doing a lot of the same material for a long time and people are aware of it. And I think it's hard for him because he wants to release a special, but then it's like, you've got to write a whole new special. And that, and I know how intimidating that can be. But the thing is like, it was an experience. Like, even though he's doing really similar things, like something different would happen every time and different yeah. people would bring different energy every time. And like, that says something about a performer who can take material that's really old and put an entire new spin on it and make it, you know, just unique to that night. I felt that with Donnell yeah. Rawlings too. A lot of the sets I've seen him do in person, he was always just talking about a recent song that was hot and he would just re-sing that song and talk about it. He did it like 10 different times, different yeah. songs. And then he has a new like kind of Netflix special where he's like included in a bunch of, and then he yeah. did, I'm like, oh, that was a great one too. It's it's so interesting as an artist, sometimes we can get, we can like get into the groove of just doing the same thing, but it doesn't mean that it's bad just because you've done it before. You can always make it better, but at some point you, you have to do the new thing. You do, sometimes you do have to put new ideas out there just for yourself too. Like just to feel excited. Like now I'm doing new stuff. Like I've rushed to get to the new stuff. Like I'm yeah. doing all the old jokes all fast. And then I'm like, and then I'm milking all the new shit and like figuring out stuff about myself too in the process. Like, do I really think this funny or do I know just this is going to get a laugh? How do you, you know? how do you keep something funny when you've said it so many times? You know, there's like the rhythm of it. Like, cause I think music is, um, music and comedy are really similar. There's like a melody almost to stand up, like yeah. a rhythm to stand up. And it's about shifting that rhythm, right? Like figuring out where the beats are and then kind of doing them like a little bit slightly different yet still hitting the beats. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can tell a joke the exact same way with a different rhythm. Right. Like insinuating and I, and I think horror kind of is, is that way too. Although I don't watch a lot of horror, yeah. but it is about the timing as well, right? You're looking this way, it's like, Ding! Right, I don't like that horror. I get, me neither. Dude, you know, I get, oh my God, Hereditary? That shit fucked me up for days. Never seen that one, so. Don't watch it. <laughs> Even though Tony Collette, you know how I feel about Tony Collette. Um, there's this one part where she's like on the wall on the ceiling, like like a little like spider. And I have a plant on that same spot of the room. And I'm always like, Tony Collette, get out. Um, I heard once that uh, when they're doing like a scare in a horror movie, they'll do a music that'll have like, you know, a four, four count, right? And then they'll have the scare happen offbeat. They'll have several things happen on beat and then something that's like in between the rhythm. Our mind is like, you. no, we don't yeah. like that. Yeah. We don't like that. <laughs> I mean, music is like the power of music. Like right. music is very manipulating. Like right. look, if you watch the best movies, they have the best composers and the best music attached to it. Like a movie just by itself is like 
Yeah. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, you need you those layers. It. You do. You need music. Do you ever just listen to movie soundtracks? Yeah, I do sometimes. Romeo and Julia is still like one of my favorites. I, and I still listen to it. It's from the 90s. You guys don't. <laughs> too young. It's nice how music can tell a whole story without any lyrics. It can. Yeah. Like right? Because we interpret and, it. Yeah. Right? It's like when somebody looks at you. That's why you can't care if people don't like you. Because if somebody, if I look at you, right, mm -hmm. I'm not looking at you just the way that you are. I'm right. looking at you through the lens of all my experiences, all the weird shit, all the people that look like you that have right. had a, a <laughs> you know, like a moment with me and whatever that is. Like, so it's so crazy when, when people say that, like, what was the example that I saw the other day? It was like a TikTok thing. I'm really into TikTok lately. Like TikTok therapy shit just keeps coming up. And I'm like, I don't need this. Um, <laughs> it was like, if somebody told you like, hey, I hate your blue hair, you'd be like, I don't have fucking blue hair. Right. So when somebody tells me like, hey, you're not funny, it's like, but that's your, that's your, like, yeah. I am funny. Like, it's their interpretation. It's your it. interpretation. Yeah. It's all seen through the lenses of their I, own thing. I don't you know, know if I told you this last time. I went to this seminar, like a personal development one, where one of the exercises was for everybody to point to somebody in the room that they have a problem oh, yeah, with. Yeah. The stuff with your dad. Yeah. Had the same name as your dad. Yeah. You had the same, same yeah. look as the dad. Yeah. yeah. We all have these pre preconceived notions, right? Like some girl might look at you but like, I don't like the way her hair's short. She reminds me of some girl that was bitchy to me in high school. So therefore, fuck her. Yeah. Or like, I don't like that name because this girl cheated on me. But yeah, like whatever the negative connotation is or the positive one, you know, like. Yeah. Maybe I look like Lady Gaga to you and you like that. You know, oh, now I can kind of see that now that yeah, you said that. Yeah, sometimes I get it. <laughs> oh, you love it. Now your love is revenge. I just saw her the other day and I felt like I was like burning a hole through her face during the concert. I was just like manifesting so hard. I was like, is that smoke from me? <laughs> it was incredible seeing her like just being in the same room as her and just like feeling her energy. I was like, this is like, this is where it's supposed to be. She's really a great be. artist. Like I just could picture myself doing it, you know? Like I love that feeling of just like, literally my friend took a video of me and I was just like, <laughs> like scamming. <laughs> In my head, scheming. Did you ever make eye contact with her? Did no, we were too, like, it was a Dodger Stadium. We okay. had pretty good seats, but not like, yeah. I could touch her kind of a thing. Um, but it was just like incredible. I put my ponytail on, my fake pony. I was just whipping my pony. And then I got to go to the Emmys oh, the following awesome. day by random. How was that? Incredible. Like, I used to go to those events and kind of feel like, no, I'm so behind. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I used to cater events like that, too, all the time, like when I first got here. But there was this real sense of like, I belong here. I, I knew a ton of people, like I ran into a ton of people. And I went with my best friend from high school, who's like one of the um, people at MG. She works at MGM. Okay. And everybody used to make fun of us. And we were like the weird, like Romeo and Michelle yeah. of this school. And then so for us to go together was like so much more than just some award show like that's was cool like, that Look you at used us. to we cater at events like the emmys and then yeah. you went there and you felt like an outsider and then you went there and you felt like you belonged like yeah no no i'm meant to be here right like it's interesting feeling that evolution right it is like because i've put in the time it's that time thing you know i think i get upset when people like blow up really early because i'm like they haven't paid their dues they're not going to appreciate it in the same way yeah you know, I'm jaded. Like, that's a real thing. I'm not just trying to promote my special on YouTube at Helium Comedy Studios. <laughs> um, I, you know, I really am. There is a part of me that's like, I've seen it all. I've done it all. But I think I have a fresh perspective now because I feel like I love, I love it again. That's great. Like, I wasn't loving what I was doing when last time we talked. I have this new, like, found excitement about it. What do you think changed? Me. Like, my perspective. Like, what, what caused it, you think? What, me getting down on myself? Yeah, changing the perspective. I don't know. I think I just felt like unseen. And I feel like I felt unheard. And it's weird because I never in 15 years posted my stand-up. 
like I maybe had like one or two clips that the Laugh Factory posted, but I would take them down all the time. Really? Yeah, because the comments were so, so negative. And I was like, oh, that makes me look bad. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the more that I do it, the more I'm finding the people who love it. And the more I'm like squishing out the people who hate it. And so I'm starting to understand the power of social media and like how I can really use it to my advantage. I used to think it was like, YouTube's so cheesy. Like people who do stuff on YouTube is so cheesy. Yeah, same. And now I'm like, fuck yeah. Look at like, it's hard work and hell yeah, it pays off. Like, Same. I, I feel like as a filmmaker, I had that dichotomy too, where part of me wants to be like a cinematic filmmaker. And right. Like, oh, YouTube. But it's like, fuck, but YouTube is a channel. It's it doesn't mean you have to make shit cheesy. You yeah. can put great stuff on there. Yeah, like I'm looking through my reels and a couple of like pussy wax, but you know, most of the stuff I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. And um and I'm like, it is, it's my own channel. Like you can go look at my MDB or you can literally go through my Instagram and see the work that I'm doing. Like yeah. on a nightly You've been basis. Posting a lot more now. Yeah. It. I've been yeah. doing every day one little clip and have you been doing YouTube shorts? I just started like two days ago. Those are going crazy. Okay, I would love to pick your brain because I have okay. someone starting tomorrow for me, like posting every day. That is the new place to go viral because YouTube wants to compete with TikTok. So when you put shorts Instead on there, Instagram, right? Yeah, Reels, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. YouTube shorts is giving away virality more, right? Like you could post a video and then it'll have no views. And the next day, like a hundred thousand, views, just, just like, what the fuck? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's like shorts, Facebook. Yeah. Just it's wild to think that like I was so upset because a network didn't pick up my special. I was so upset that it was going to be on YouTube. And now like my videos on Facebook have millions and millions of views. I'm like, I would have never gotten this exposure yeah. if I was on a platform like yeah. Netflix or Hulu or whatever, you know, so. It's almost like that platform yeah. is like the final step, right? But like Joe Coy was selling out stadiums before he had a Netflix special. Like I just saw his interviews talk, had a whole conversation about yeah. that, right? Like he, like Netflix literally called him and told him, don't film it because we don't want it. And he was selling out. Yeah. Like arenas. Like look at Sebastian. A lot of yeah. people don't even know who Sebastian Monoscosco is. This is my family's favorite. I said comedian. his yeah, oh Manus yeah, Calico. such a yeah. such a family comic. Everybody can watch this together. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I always think about him anytime I'm in a line and people are close to me. I'm like, why is this guy so fucking close to me in yeah. this line? Um yeah, and I like worship him and think he's like the best comic in the world. So yeah. it's funny, it's like you don't really become a household name until a lot of people hate you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think about all the hate the Kardashians probably get. You're causing a visceral reaction within people and I think that it's not always a negative thing. Yeah, because it's like, if you're not causing a reaction, then you're not really touching anyone. Exactly. Because the people that you really connect with, they're gonna be like, yes, she's saying exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Exactly, and that's yeah. that's who I'm there for. I'm not there for the dads who like, literally write horrible things on my page and then their profile picture is like them and their kid. I'm like, dad, what are we doing? <laughs> At least change your picture to like a middle finger or like, you know, like a dog or something. I, I don't know. I It's been interesting because the comments used to really hate, like hurt me and like all the hate, like I could really feel it. And now it's, I just look at it like, come on, bro. I'm just trying to spread love, dude. Like I have yeah. this whole other mentality where I like to fuck with them a little bit too. And oftentimes if I respond in like a funny way, I see that their tone was not the way I thought. Yep. Like this one guy wrote, I forget what he said. He was like, he wrote some name or he, I forget what it was. He was like, and I went back like, thanks, cunt. And he was like, ha ha. And so I was like, oh, I read it. I'm, I read it wrong. Like, I'm trying to think of the example, but he said something like, I forget. And sometimes the they're name. just looking for attention. Yeah, they want to be funny. They think I'm funny. I, yeah. I rarely leave comments on stuff, but I've caught myself a couple of times just being in a pissy mood and just writing a cheat, like arguing with somebody online, but then realizing I was like, I didn't even mean to argue. I was like, I was just venting. Like most of the hater comments don't even mean what they're saying. Well, tone. There's no tone. Yeah. It's like when you text somebody and then they're like, the 
fuck was that? And you're like, right. I meant it in a totally different way. No, you could be like, whatever, I don't care. There needs whatever, to be tone. I don't care. Yeah, like, sure, like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, there should be tone. What do you think about when somebody texts K? I think it's a little short, but I'll do it sometimes if I'm like fast. I'd rather just do a thumbs up, like double clap, thumbs up. That's like the best invention, I feel like. I, I never like when somebody just says K. Yeah. <laughs> We've got into a couple arguments about it. K. <laughs> a couple times there's been K. K. No, but maybe like, you need a K exclamation point? K. <laughs> K? If it was K-A-Y, I don't know why, but that would ah, feel so much better. You need three extra letters? The yeah. one letter is too little? I don't know why, but emotionally, if I read K-A-Y, it would be like K. Yeah, I don't like it when people but are K short, too. Like I get really K. turned off. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I get really upset when people don't text me back. Like my friends are like, whatever, we're friends. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know what you mean because you haven't texted me back. Like I can't read your fucking mind. Are you good at texting back? I will like literally almost get into a car accident texting people right away. <laughs> I am, sorry, Oprah, I, sometimes I do it. Um, I don't like like making people wait. I like, it almost to a fault. That's great. I, I, need to, I need to adopt that a little bit more. I think when I look at my text messages, I get so overwhelmed by so many messages. I'll be like, I'll get back to that tomorrow. And then like a week will buy it. I'm like, oh. Oh, no. Hey. I'm I'm like always check. Like if I have a time off, I'm like, what did I miss? What did I miss? My fingers hurt. Like I've been going to act. I feel like this finger is like broken or something. You text with your left? I No, but I hold the phone, oh, the I whole, think. Oh, yeah. And like not no joke. This this feels like it's hurting. And my acupuncturist was like, oh, what have you been doing? Play tennis? I'm like, um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Slash responding to hater comments on Facebook all day long. Um, no, but I like it. I feel more in control. I think that's what it is. I felt out of control. When you weren't messaging? When I wasn't like posting and kind of controlling mm. my own storyline in a way. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm controlling it more. It's like, interesting that you said you felt unseen, but you yeah. weren't showing yourself. <laughs> wow. Like it was your fault. Basically, you're like, well, Jade, you weren't. Well, unseen it's just because I'm just pointing out, out what, you, what you said. You said yeah. you, you would take down your clips and yeah. you felt unseen. Yeah, I it's guess just interesting. Just, yeah, I guess it just took me a second to break the barrier of feeling comfortable with posting so much stuff. Because not yeah. all the stuff I feel is like gold A plus material, right? And not that it yeah. needs to be, but I feel like sometimes you only get a couple opportunities to show who you are. You know, and that way too. We, yeah. we did this this music video shoot a few months ago, and on, on the day of, I hated it. Yeah. I was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever shot." There's no way I'm posting it, and I was so pissy. I was in a bad mood all day. Yeah. And then, like, once I got edited, I was like, "This is actually pretty good." <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So it's like how we judge our own work. Sometimes it's just based on how we felt that day or different insecurities. I always Maybe, say, when yeah. you're done, like, put it aside for a second, mm -hmm. look at it again, like when you're different like even sometimes you look a photo of yourself and you're like it's so bad yeah. and then like when you think about your image in your head that's the picture you see right and then sometimes i have a photo that i have to look at and go like this is what i look like <laughs> i do have a ton of makeup my hair is done but like i'm like this is me this is the real me <laughs> who is the real you the real Let's me get deep the real me is just like a shy weird little kid who didn't fit in like i mean isn't that everybody didn't we all like didn't we all feel like unincluded and little and like weird yeah. I, I'm really the immigrant thing is really real to me and it's not real to other people because I sound so English like so American but that it guides me it drives me still it's my thing still do you feel Americanized yeah yeah I mean I dream in English I think in English I know all the like English curse words I don't know a lot of the Portuguese ones anymore like I don't know the what's the, it called the new slang ones the slang or, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know the slang Gidia. Gidia. yeah um, 
But I'm dying to go back to Brazil. I think I'm going to be there in February. I'm hoping to spend like a good amount of time oh, there. Oh, that's in funny. February. We're probably going to be there around the same time too. I haven't we been back shoot, in like 20 years. We should years. shoot something. Stop. That's when I went after 20 years. Really? For the first time. Yeah. Wow. 2017. Yeah, because I don't even hang out with that many Brazilians. But then she Dude. tells me that I'm very Brazilian. <laughs> You're very Brazilian. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Opa, a gente deve pegar uma casa juntos. Where are you guys staying? In São Paulo? Rio. Rio? Okay. Maybe I'll make a trip to Rio. Maybe. I was going to go to São Paulo. Why there? Just that's where I'm from. That's where all my oh. friends are. That's where the comedy scene really is. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a huge comedy scene. And there's some in Rio, like popping up more and more, but the main places. Are there major comedians in Brazil selling out arenas? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They, I, most of the comics there because they're so hungry for content and there's not a lot of like big celebrities who do stand up. A lot of these guys are doing like an hour after like two years of stand up. They wow. call them solo shows. Você quer ver o meu show? Solo. Meu solo. And then they do this thing in Brazil too where they have like movie theaters inside malls. Mm -hmm. These like theater, full theaters. Yeah. And they'll have re residencies there. So like a comic will be at a mall for like a month. Like every weekend you can go see this comic. No shit. Work out his hour in this theater in a mall. Have you ever done a set in Portuguese? Oh yeah. I went back in 2017, shot a documentary. I did about nine sets the first time. Eight shit, probably eight of them. <laughs> And then I went on the road with Hafi Basta's opening for him on the road, doing like these crazy spots. And I would just black out because some of it, it was so much that I had to remember certain words that just didn't come naturally to me. Right. And like my rhythm is so American in the way I speak too. I had to like kind is of the, relearn. Is the Brazilian rhythm different? Yeah. So people talk really fast and go from one thing to another really fast. Like that's something I do and people are like, wait, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, the thing with the hair, with the thing, you know? And they're like, oh, I don't funny. know. That is, that maybe it's not ADHD. Maybe it's just a Brazilian thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I say that all the time. My sister's the only one who can really like keep up with me. Like, yeah. it's funny because I don't meet a lot of people that have my humor in Portuguese. Like mm. you were one of the people I met, the yeah. guy Marcelo who just made it on SNL, yeah. the new kid. I haven't seen him. Oh yeah, so he's like a brand new comic. I want to say his mom is from Cuba. Like she escaped to like, come to America and now he's like on SNL's beautiful story but yeah Marcelo like we were talking and we're joking and he's saying stuff in Portuguese I'm like oh my god you get it like it's an American point of view with the Portuguese language that's so interesting and it's rare right yeah because like the slang is different but the, the way you would tell a story like what's funny about the story might be different in a completely different, different yeah I try to translate like for example I had this joke about how this guy was is 24 I have this 24 year old bit and how he's like this young guy who mm -hmm. says like and I kept trying but it just wasn't coming off like funny so I changed the joke to he's so soft I call him a dolphin <laughs> and I also call him a dolphin because he come when he comes he goes like eh, eh, eh. and that's like a stupid joke in English but the way you tell it in Portuguese you can make it like more of a vibrant yeah golfinho is also like a funny word yeah you yeah. know so like i would find words that i found like funny to say oh that's interesting yeah because the you word know? golfinho golfinho it sounds funnier than just dolphin dolphin yeah yeah so and and also it's like kind of a old like simpler joke and in but in, in portuguese it makes it more colorful the way you tell it because you know yeah. portuguese is such an emotional language yeah there's not a lot of words that translate exactly the same like look at the word saudades did we talk about this no i don't think so so the uh, a palavra saudades, the word saudades means to miss someone, but it's not just that. It's like this nostalgia for the person yeah, that saudade. you have. And, yeah. and it's also the love of the person that you have and how close you feel to them. And when you're far away, you miss them. And it has passion in it. I miss you is not the same. I miss you. It's like, 
That's yeah, not the same. It, it doesn't hit the same as yeah. Saudades. Saudades yeah. is also like, I'm sending you love. And like, there's so much more within just that one word that, of course, I come to America, I talk a million miles an hour because one word doesn't mean the whole thing that I'm feeling. So you, we got to find all the other ways to describe it. That's yeah. why I'm so physical and I'm so like, because I feel like sometimes the words are lackluster. They're yeah. not like fully embodying how I feel. Yeah, it's so interesting. And our brains are like moving a million miles an hour. I mean, like I'm excited to get this AI thing where you can put your whole personality into an AI. Oh, Neuralink? You're going to be able yeah. to Neuralink? Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in. People are people are scared of AIs, not me. I've been saying please and thank you to my Google for years. <laughs> I agree. I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to roll the technology because no matter what happens, best or worst case scenario, we're going to die anyway. So there's yeah, going to be some well. upgraded. Well. Get out of here, Brazi. He's like, I like that too. He's like, I like that too. Let's move it to the next step. <laughs> Let's kiss. Would you ever go to outer space? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I would. I mean, it depends if I had kids. Be, yeah. It depends on the kids thing, right? Like okay. if I have kids back home. If it was safe to go, if it was as safe to go to outer space as it is to go to Antarctica, let's say. Why not? Yeah. But also it's like a long trip, right? How, how long is the flight? <laughs> well, it depends on how outer we're going. Okay, so now people that are going to space, right? Did you hear the first band to outer space? No, there's gonna be a band going outer space? They, there's like a company that does like, that's gonna be doing like entertainment in this like space hub. No shit. See if you can guess, it's a really cheesy, funny. A band is gonna go there? Yeah. Green Day? No, 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 not like that kind of a band. Think oh. more like electronic. Think more like, like okay, if, like a few years before the pandemic, who was like the hottest band that everybody was talking about and that everybody was making fun of? They did a collaboration with Halsey that was really big. That's a good hint. Yeah, Chainsmokers. No, yeah, they're, they're going to be, be like the first whatever group to perform in space at this place. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I saw that there's a few different things. There, there's a company that's going to be doing a balloon that takes like this pod up very slowly to space and slowly back down. A balloon? Uh, it's a balloon that carries a pod that can hold like... That doesn't feel... That feels scary to me. Yeah. So there's that. There's the Bezos with the Blue Origin one. But that one felt weak sauce. It was like 11 minutes up and down. Elon did a thing. It's yeah. on Netflix yeah. where he sent people without a, a pilot, like a... a, a, a uh, autopilot thingy with right. people on three days around the earth. And? It worked perfectly. It's on Netflix. Who gets There's to a whole go? show about it's it. It's like Jennifer Aniston. What, what, it's just a bunch of weird random celebrities. No, they picked three random people. It was like a school teacher. There's a girl and this guy or something like that. And um, But yeah, but his was like school three days. A random school yeah. teacher, fucking vet, yeah. hairdresser. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> it, it was along those lines. <laughs> Let's talk about your special that's coming out. Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to do a musical, right? Because I went to musical theater school like my mm -hmm. whole life and went to camp i wanted to be a, i wanted to be on broadway that was like my very first early dream and so i was like ooh, in the middle of the pandemic i finally was like okay i'm gonna put this hour together i always wanted to do like a sort of variety show style stand-up special and then once i got my hour together like i had it on cue cards like all the different jokes i finally laid it out like these things go together where it was like a story like right. a through line um i started kind of writing these songs with this guy this guy named dan gross and i went I thought we went to college together, but it turns out we did the 48-hour film project together. Do you know, have ever done that? I've, I've heard of those kind yeah, of things. Yeah, so you have yeah, to make yeah. like a film, literally a fully-fledged, like compose everything, edit everything within 48 hours. Right. So we did one, and he had done the music for it, and that's how I knew him. I thought we went to college together, but I guess we did. <laughs> we literally didn't. Um, and then he did Drunk History. He's done like a bunch of stuff, and we just started kind of writing, and I was like, I would have a frustration that day, and then we'd go and write a song. And it was just like the most 
incredible experience. Like it was just the most <sighs> incredible release. Like to also like be working with somebody who's so fast. Like, yes. cause I'd be like, I wanted to be like, na 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 na. And he'd be like, na na na. And he would write it already the music. Like, so I just was, we were coming up with the words together and laughing and just like smoking weed. And I'm just so proud of it. Like, I think the special part is hard to watch because it's so similar to my other hour that I already dropped. Like yeah. word for word, like even my improvs are really similar. I'm like, eek. Um, but it's just so cool to see it come together. We like did it really fast. Like we had like three weeks or something to get all the musicians up to par. Like and this is the one the that's venue. out on, that's going to come out on Moment House. Moment House. October yeah. 20th. It's Moment World, Moment but now World. it's just Moment. Okay. It used to be Moment World. But okay. Yeah. And so if you pre-order tickets now on October 20th, it'll be up for two weeks. So you can watch, watch it at your own leisure whenever yes. you want. Same place where Shoals dropped his special. Yeah. Watching. yeah. Um, Winnie Cummings has one there now. Dane. Um, a lot of like musicians do oh, like. Oh, Dane's new one's on there too. Yeah. So a oh, lot nice. of different people have been doing. And I think it's cool because mm -hmm. it's like it'll live on there for two weeks and then you'll see clips from it for a while and. And then I'm done with it. It's like I've graduated from it. Like it was something I made and I I got to finally see it come through. And I think that's another thing. That finishing feeling, it doesn't feel finished until you release, right? Even I feel that way about my videos. Sometimes when I haven't released all my videos, it feels kind of like creative blue balls. It's yes. weird. Yeah. Because I have a lot of projects that are like 90% done and I'm like fucking export it. Yeah, you're like, release gotta put it, it out. Get yeah. it out there because I feeling that it's out just there. been masturbating when yeah. you come and you yeah. haven't come um yeah that's how, kind of how i felt and i was like so attached to the like well it has to get this many views right for my mm -hmm. first special and now it's out and it doesn't have that many views but there is such a feeling of freedom with it like yes. it's out there like I, I i'm not attached to the finality of I, i'm attached to like doing it i'm not attached to like how it's received and it, some people might find it later they will right? that's what like, i want my yeah. favorite artists i got into their music way after the fact like i heard jay-z's first album that came out in 96 like in 08 or something you know and then i yeah. now it's like my favorite album oh yeah so and me like, and jay-z are like yeah basically the same artist exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i feel Twins. like that's gonna happen yeah yeah <laughs> um i wish i could just like spit just like a fucking <laughs> da -da 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 -da. yeah <laughs> just a rap verse out of my head but no Which, it's a, i just feel good i feel like uh i feel realized like I feel cooked, you yes. know, and I'm excited for what's next. Like, cause it's like the world's my oyster now. I'm like now knowing all the resources that I have and being able to release things on my own. Like I can shoot my own soup. I can shoot my own talk show. I can do my own. Where do I want to go? And discovering that I think is like really exciting and really fun. Like I'm excited. It's like a new relationship. I have a new relationship with myself. That's great. We just started dating again. Like it's not crusty, you know, <laughs> I you feel know? the same way, you know, cause now we have so many opportunities to release the content and to monetize the content. There used to be such a major gatekeeper. Before Netflix, it would be like HBO specials. Maybe some Comedy Remember Central. Comedy Central? Ones. Yeah, the yeah. Comedy Central like half hour ones were like the ones where I got yep. really introduced to comedy in that way. Oh yeah, and and also we talked about this a little bit last time. It's like there's not one comic anymore. There's it's so niche. Like mm -hmm. you can find a comic that does whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, you want a guy who just talks about nipple clamps? Like he exists out there. <laughs> He's out there. <laughs> the nipple clamp guy, you know him. Which comedians do you like now? Like, which comedians do I watch? Not, not, not as in new now, but that if you were to put on comedy now, who would you want to listen to now? It could be an I, old one. I don't one. play you comedy. Don't? I do not watch. It makes me anxious, like incredibly anxious. Really? Even my own, yeah. I mean, especially my own. But yeah, because I never want to hear something that's like a little too close. But if I do listen to comedy, it is more on the esoteric, kind of pedantic, intellectual kind of comedy. Like, I love David Cross. Like, I would listen to his I album. I have heard like, his stuff. 
Oh my God, his out. original album is like one of the big drivers of me wanting to do comedy. Really? It's It was really well done. It was done in Seattle, maybe Portland. One of those like cool hippie. What'd you like, like about him? I just like that he does this really serious delivery to these like ridiculous, absurd, like kind of silly, goofy. So that's the contrast. He's being serious, but talking about something I've always silly. loved that. Like how Sarah Silverman's just like, you know, she just kind of delivers it. Yeah. You know, there's not really like a change in tone or... Like she's uh, this classic joke that I feel like a lot of people have copied, but she has this joke where she was like, so I'm eating grape jelly off my boyfriend's dick the other day. And I thought to myself, wow, I am becoming my mother. <laughs> it's like so funny, so simple, just like delivering it so outwardly like that. Just ooh, so exciting to me. Like, ooh, that makes my nipples hard. How would you explain any, the science of comedy? The science of comedy? L like... For those who don't know, like, like what makes something funny? Like, what what are the in the background? Because I know there's there's setups, there's punchlines, there's tags, there's but like like how does it work? I think that that I think it's a visceral reaction that you create within someone that makes them laugh, mm. right? And it's not always a a positive thing. Like I I listened to this really great thing where they were talking about comedy is sort of an attack on what you feel is the norm. Oh, that's a good way right? to put it. Yeah. So uh, so. Like it was like a thing where the guy broke down like what is comedy, what is stand up comedy, and I was like, here we go, fuck this. <laughs> but he made a lot of good points. I wish I had, like had like, we should listen to it actually. It's like uh, he does a TED talk, this guy about like what is comedy, what makes comedy funny, and a lot of it is like taking something that you find normal, like a normal rhythm, and putting a little twist of it that makes you feel like wait, that's not a pattern. Right. Like so, it's taking patterns in your brain that you feel like one two three four five and going like one two three seven five. What? Yeah, uh, that makes sense. There, so it's a, it's a manipulation of like the, of the norm of the feeling, and then there's also like sounds and things that like make you laugh in that right. visceral way as well. Like volume is a big thing. Like you see a lot of comics yelling. Right. Or they'll um, go from being loud to being soft. Exactly. Like manipulation of, of sound yeah. too. Like so, I think wow. If I had to say like what is comedy? What is comedy like? The attack on the normal, I thought, was a good good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I think it is like it is like questioning the like questioning what you find is the norm and making you go like, is that funny? Is that a funny setup? Like, I like that it requires intelligence because when you're making a joke or when you're being sarcastic, not only do you have to understand the joke, but you have to understand what it's supposed to be. You have to be aware. Here's what the normal rhythm is. Right. And I'm gonna take you somewhere else. Yeah. So you actually have to be aware of two things. Yeah. When you're like, just talking normally. You're just saying what you mean. Right. Oftentimes, like. References will get completely lost too. You right. know what I mean? Like, so if they don't get your reference, it's like, it doesn't mean the joke wasn't funny. It's just like the reference didn't make any sense to them. So like they don't get that moment of like, that's not right. Yeah. But a lot of comedy is like aggressive and kind of not negative. I don't want to say negative. That's not the word, but it is like, it is making you question what the, what the normal thing is or whatever the, the thing is. Yeah. The baseline is, you know, anytime you, something is different, your brain's going to go like, do I like this? Do I hate this? But oftentimes, if it's a visceral reaction, you laugh out of discomfort. Like That's a lot of laughs are not like, like think about this. He made this great point about like when animals fight each other, oftentimes monkeys will laugh in their opponent's face and it pisses the other monkey off, right? Interesting. Like laughter is not like primarily like, uh, it's not supposed to be like, good job. <laughs> oftentimes in the primal world, we'd laugh when we felt like, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe like they beat a tribe and they're like, I got, but like oftentimes it's when we're being challenged. 
that we laugh, right? Right. To, it's a defense mechanism in a way. In a in a way. And you can't control it. Like when something's funny, it just makes you laugh. I had a moment yeah. the other day when I came in bed and I couldn't stop laughing. And when you came in bed, like, yeah, like uh, when I, like we were having sex okay. and I came a bunch and I just was like. I, I had like a laugh attack yeah. and he was about to come and he was like, stop, stop. And I'm like, ah, I couldn't stop laughing. And he got mad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I lit, I had to go to the other room and be like, <laughs> like I just was laughing so hard. I think it's just because my body was like releasing. A good laughter feels so good, doesn't it? It does. It's almost like a good cry too. They're both releases. Yeah. I do. I do love a good cry. Just yeah. like after you're like, <sighs> I love a good shit too. Like right after you take a really good shit, like when you've been holding it for a long time, didn't you feel that feeling for a while after you're like, ah, I love that feeling. I don't like to hold it very long at all. It's like, not good for you. Yeah. I, I like to shit as often as possible. Same, same, consistently. same, same. Well, I mean, I want that, but my body does not always want that. Yeah I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of girls say that they have trouble doing it like in public places or oh, whatever. No. If it's like a weird bathroom, it's, but there should be music in bathrooms. Like, I don't understand why that's not a thing. Like, why are we, it's more quiet in bathrooms than ever before. Like, they make it more echoey and, like, <laughs> if women, oh, if women just, like, shit more in front of each other, I th feel like we'd be closer. What do you do when you go to the bathroom together when you're at clubs? We make noise with our purse like this. <laughs> Literally, I have to go like this while I'm pooping and stuff. Or I'll wait for somebody else. Oh, my God, I just wafted so much weed in here. I just smelled it. Um, you have to, like make noise or like say something or wait for somebody to flush to poop because it's like women don't just poop in front of each other like that that's interesting but you yeah. but you are naked around each other often yeah i don't care about nudity at all that's fine i mean i don't guys care are the opposite yeah. guys will shit and fart around each other all the time but it's rare that we're naked but do you think it's other. because they're like nervous to compare dick sizes yeah i don't know yeah. it could be for a number of reasons but it just doesn't happen right and the same way like women don't like i have one friend that shit in front of me and she's not my friend anymore <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> Do you shit in front of your boyfriend? No. No? I mean, I I would if I had to. Right. But I'm not like, honey, come in here. Like, <laughs> Let's continue the conversation. We have one bathroom. It's like our biggest, like so, sometimes we both have to shit at the same time. Yeah. But he shits for like three hours and I shit for like two seconds. So it's oh, quick. Oh, that's funny. It's quick, you know? How did we get to poop talk again? Hi. He's like, hey, Jade. I know. I know. Okay, You're going to want to jump. down. It almost feels like he's still gonna grow more. Like his paws are so big. Yeah. Like eating a lot. How old is he again? Baby, right? He's seven. Oh, he's not a baby. He's a he teenager. He acts like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody you says he's such like a puppy. A baby. Like, and no, you're like, he's no, seven. he's a full grown man. <laughs> are you a comic? Are you a comic yeah. man? He's like, yeah. Dogs are so intuitive. They can really feel the vibe. They really can feel the vibe. Like yeah. if also if somebody mm -hmm. doesn't lock. Doesn't walk pets. I just started speaking Australian accent. <laughs> Someone doesn't walk pets. Like I don't walk him. <laughs> we were talking about Australia. <coughs> it was this, such a funny thing. What was it? I As forget. He feels whenever there's like tension in the room, he'll walk out. And also, but when it's a good moment, like if we have a cathartic moment and yeah. there's like a hug and a cry, he'll come in and snuggle up and like give us kisses or like lick the tears. It's yeah. She, when I'm sad, she, my dog will come and snuggle with me and stuff. Isn't that she amazing? can feel it. I almost brought her, but they would have been, they would have been nuts. Yeah. That would have been nuts. Um, She's tiny little bitch. Before I had a dog, yeah, cause he's my first pet ever. Yeah. I used to watch cartoons with dogs and I thought they were exaggerating. Like, oh, they can't be that personable. No, they are. They really, it kind of freaks me out sometimes. personalities. Yeah. And they know he did something wrong. Like yeah. this one time he scratched the couch. I was like, what's this? And he hit it. He like jumped on top of it and was like, 
<laughs> you know, like, yeah. don't worry about this. <laughs> nothing? Yeah. Nothing to see here. Yeah, they know when they did something bad, too, because you're like, uh-oh. When she got, like I got nervous. <laughs> We're good? Yeah. Good. Okay, she's just checking it. Oh, my God. We should go to Brazil together and go, because I've been talking a lot about, like, my Brazilian heritage more and more, like, trying to figure out, like, why am I this way? Why am I that way? Did you guys ever watch Fantasia? Did no. you watch that? What's okay, that? so you know, late night talk show hosts in Brazil, a lot of them are like these, like, kind of like, eh, these like old school guys, yeah, and they yeah. have like a girl in a bikini, like or Faustão like, and those. yeah, yeah. Faustão. Yeah. Faustão's like the cleaner, like Jay Leno version, but okay. this guy named Milen, 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 do you remember? Do you know him? This guy named Bilan, he has a show called Fantasia or something like to that effect, mm -hmm. where it was just girls in a bikini in a row, and they were all different fruit flavors. So, like, one was like in a purple bikini, one was like in a banana <laughs> bikini. And they had to line up in a row and you would have the guy would have to go and choose one of them and they would go like ding ding and open their bikini and show their tits. And if there was a star on one of the tits, they would win. That was the whole show. <laughs> That's funny. That sounds like such a Brazilian show. Such to a Brazilian do. show. And they'd be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. And then all this money would rain down. And then the title credits are just like girls like dancing, like striptease dance. It's just what it is in Brazil. It is. And I, we would get caught watching and my dad would be like, go to bed. But he'd be like watching but that's it like still. On, he'd be on like, like yeah. TV, it would be like on the NBC of Brazil or whatever, right? It's yeah, like it was like major... on a major network of Brazil, yeah. and we would have to we would sneak and watch it. It was like sex. Remember, um, Real Sex? Yeah, I would watch yeah. that and then be like masturbating to it, and then it would be like Real Sex, and be like, damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just thinking about like in, in America, you don't get exposed to sex in the same in the same kind of way. It feels like, very repressed here. The it is very energy. repressed. Yeah, yeah. People talk about it like it's such a bad thing. Because to some people, is it is a bad thing, right? Because right. they feel like mm -hmm. if they control their sexual urges, like they'll go to a better heaven. Maybe they can have sex then. Yeah. It's just like, well, what are we doing? Don't you want to enjoy life right now? Yeah. Do you hang out with Brazilians a lot? Not really. I have like a few Brazilian friends that are in town. And I really like speaking Portuguese is very um, calming to me. And like, ah, it feels like home. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes if I've had a bad day. I'll switch to speaking in Portuguese because I feel like whatever you bad happened Portuguese? was an English yeah. problem, <laughs> right? Like, like another day, another dollar. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, there's been times where, like, I remember, like, you know, if we were going through like a hard day or something, yeah. instead, of, if, we, if we were like arguing in English, yeah. then I'd be like, just cool. <laughs> no more. Yeah, it's like that wasn't me. That was the English me. Okay, the Brazilian me. He's in a great mood today. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to meet more Brazilians out there. I feel like. The more I talk about it, the more I find people. Because I, for a long time, I was like, all I talk about is my being Brazilian. But still, right. people don't know. You know, they meet me and they're like, "You are." I'm like, "Have you not listened to the 40 <laughs> podcasts that I've done in the last month? How dare you?" What are you hoping you're gonna find when you go to Brazil? What? Um, I feel like every time I go, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I love myself a little more because I love the culture so much, and I go like, "Oh, that's a little part of me." You know, like I this is where I'm from, truly. Because I hate that people are like, well, you weren't born, like you weren't raised really there. You, weren't, you know, I'm like, I was there the first mm -hmm. 12 right. years of my life. Like That's long enough. <clears throat> yeah. And people come when they're like five and they say mm -hmm. they're Brazilian, you know? Right. But people are so mm -hmm. stuck on the accent thing. We were t having a really good conversation yesterday. My friend and I, his mom's a maid. And my mom like went from having like masters to like working at like a Belk, like, you know, Macy's type thing. And right. I just would see the way that people treated my mom. And like he saw the way people treated his mom. And it's like they don't people don't even don't understand how difficult it is to go from like one country to the next and still establish yourself. Like, yeah, it's so, a big, scary move to go somewhere where yeah. you don't know the language. It is like imagine being an American in Brazil. Right. Like, 
Yeah. So the move, I always think about that. It's like, oh, you don't. I get so upset. I'm like, you don't even know. She knows linguistics, and you don't. Um, <laughs> now that I think about it, it's like I mean, I I give a lot more props to my parents because like we know English and Portuguese now, but that would be like me moving now to like Russia or something, like to a place where I know nothing. As an adult, as a kid, it was a lot easier to learn because. You know, I came here, I didn't know any English, but I had school, I had friends, I didn't need a job for a while, so I had right. time to acclimate. Oh, they didn't put you, they didn't put you <clears> to <throat> work right away in the coal, in the coal mine? <laughs> no, not <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if I moved to a country now in my yeah. 30s and didn't know anything, That's that how I felt in New York, even. I was yeah. like, ugh, all these steps, like, this isn't me, you know, like, I feel like mm. even when I go to Brazil, it is harder, mm. like, because things are, like, harder to do, like, there's no dryers, you know what I mean? Like I pop my There's jeans. There's no dryers? Not really. Like if you have a dryer that like you're fancy. Really? Like most people don't have dryers in their homes. Like everybody. They just hang the clothes? Hang sh yeah. Hang shit and irons it. And yeah. I had a maid and I talk about this all the time. It's crazy. I had a nanny growing up named Amanda. She was like basically her second mom because both my parents had jobs and she had her own children. So she'd be with us all day and then with her kids at night. She was like mostly illiterate too and wouldn't sit with us at the dinner table. Like my mom would always be like sit with us, sit with us. But she was like old school and was like no. So she'd always eat like standing up in the kitchen. And then she like wanted to be with her kids. And so we literally found this other woman. We drove to her like weird hometown outside of Brazil, took her in the car with us as she's like being ripped away from her own children. And we're like driving off. Isn't that crazy? That's so she trippy. like came and lived with us and she would shower with me, which can't be healthy. Um, yeah, it's like, she can't be good. And she'd be like, where are your parents jewelry? And I told her, and then she robbed us, like blindly robbed us, like, and escaped and we never saw her again. But I think a lot of things happened to me then. That was like a trauma that's coming up for me now. Like one, I thought that she was like my friend and then she kind of used me to rob my parents. Right. You know what I mean? That that manipulation as a child is really weird to go through because it's supposed to be somebody that's like watching me, you know, taking yeah, care yeah. of me. Yeah, yeah. It's like a misusing the trust. Right. Can get some water, please? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also um, – we were like at this like pool hangout place, like wherever all the kids hung out. Yeah. And I, I heard all this like ruckus <clears throat> and there was like this huge group of people watching mm. something and I'm like pushing through people like what's going on? And it was her making out with this guy like like super mm. violently and everyone's like, eh. like, by the way, that would never fucking happen in America. Like your nanny is making out with some fucking 20 year old. Like, <laughs> and I just felt so betrayed. Like that's mine. Like that's my nanny. That's my why is she out there hanging like, out with other people? Yeah. Why is she make? But I think it was like, uh, like I was like, she's my not like my lover, but I was like, she's my partner. Like she's my like. Right. I felt like this weird ownership over her because this is before she robbed your family. Before she robbed my family, yeah. um, and disappeared. You know. Um, what'd your parents do? My dad made holograms at the time. He was a holographer, and my mom worked with linguistics. He made holograms. Did we not talk about this last time? Really. We may or may not have. I certainly forgot if we did. Oh, Your dad made holograms. Yeah, he was one of the pioneers of holography in his field. He was like one of the first people to do it. And holography was <clears throat> an art form back in the mm -hmm. 80s. Like you would see it on like Teddy Grahams or like Michael Jackson. Like they all yeah. had like product placement with it. So they, but they would physically make it. Like they had a laser table, this like very chunky, thick black table. And they would put like an object and shoot it. So like a laser would hit it and then be projected onto a piece of glass. And it's basically a picture of a three-dimensional picture of something. Oh, that's but awesome. But everything was made by hand. Like the the thing that they made would be made by hand. And yeah. they would develop it and print it. And it was all man-made. And now it's all done with computers and stuff. And it's yeah. mostly security. So my dad did that. And he was like one of the pioneers. So he's traveling all the time and trying to figure a dreamer, a total dreamer.
That's awesome. And my mom was an actress when I was really, when I was, when I was a baby, she did a video with me, like a pregnancy video. Like she's walking around a garden and I'm in her belly. I'm like, that's my first no acting shit, gig. Your first appearance. And uh, she's a Marlboro <clears throat> lady. She did like a Marlboro ad. And then she worked with linguistics with kids. Um, so were they supportive of you doing comedy? Yeah. I mean, like really early on, they were really supportive of me being like in dance. And like, you know, they took me to all the lessons. And right. Packed all my shoes and did my hair in a bun for the, re <laughs> the recitals. Like extremely supportive. Like, But I think we just didn't have the resources. Like we're in Charlottesville, Virginia. So I'm going to New York to camp and shit. And like they're trying everything they can. Yeah. Like we didn't have social media. Like, right. fuck you kids. <laughs> You you don't you don't you want to learn how to do your makeup? Go online. You want to learn how to do whatever online. We had to learn like we had to find newspaper clippings yeah. and radio announcements and like we had to be a lot more DIY back then. Oh, straight yeah. up, I thought I invented editing when I was a kid. I hooked up two VCRs and a PlayStation with the RCA cords, and yeah. I was doing record, play, press, pause. Yeah. I was like making editing happen. Yeah, I remember when you had to record stuff, make yeah. make CDs, and you have to like. Pause, but like, oh remember the voicemail? You'd be like, da, 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 da. call me back. Oh my God, yeah. I used to make mixtapes on actual cassette tapes. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, we used to, everything was so like, took so much longer. Like now I think we just don't have patience. It's like, let's go, let's go. It's on YouTube. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I used to dream but, of having a camera. Like I remember when I was a kid, I would be like, one day I'll afford this thousand dollar camera, which the iPhone shits on it now. Literally. Yeah. Wow, the, you still have your OG <laughs> camera, your very first one? I don't. The first yeah. one I had was like a Rent-A-Center camera. It was like a little over-the-shoulder VCR, like, like soccer dad, like a Bolex. Yeah, no, 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 no like, that's a, like old school. You think of a film camera? Yeah. I'm talking like a video camera. Like oh a VC, yeah, where you put a full VCR, VCR tape on VCR. there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I miss like there's parts of me that misses it. Like it, it just feels like camp in a yeah. weird way, where it's like everything yourself, do everything yourself. But it's beautiful. I think you gotta yeah grow with technology. Like people that are really stuck behind, like I'm like why, why fight it? Yeah, well, like it's funny because it. now the, the the cool thing is put making iPhone videos look like VHS. Yeah, there's like VHS Isn't filters. That funny? Yeah, like that degrading it is the new thing now. Not me. I like things really sharp. I get like, I'm like horny for sharpness. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ooh, you could really see all my zits. I like it. I don't know. I I don't want to feel old, but I am starting to get that feeling. I have a joke that my. Because the guy who works with my social media is younger, and he was like, "Don't do the little Uzi Vert joke. You can't even barely say his name." I'm like, "Aww." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "It makes you seem old." I'm like, "I am old." You're like little Uzi Verted. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you guys know little Uzi Vert? And they're like, "That's not how you say it, Jade." <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I like I'm comfortable with where I am. You know? Yeah. I'm not trying to claim that I'm anybody else. So I think. I just feel like I just feel good in my own skin right now. That's great. Yeah. And my perception of the word old is so different now. When I was a kid, people in their 30s looked old. People in their 40s looked like they were dying. People looked in their 20s looked old to me. Yeah, I was like, oh. exactly. But now yeah. I have friends in their late 40s who still party, who still go to the club and stuff, and they look young. And they're, they're yeah. And they own houses and stuff. I'm like, what's yeah. that like? Yeah. <laughs> like owning a house in the next like 10 years, if you're like a young person, is going to be like a major, like a, a very hard thing to do. Like it's very difficult to buy a house now. Remember, like you turn twenty, you'd married, you'd have a, you know, like people yeah. owned homes already. Like yeah, now well, it's I like mean, very rare. Who, who am I to say I don't have a house yet? But yeah. I don't know. I, I have two two visions about that. I on the other hand, I think there's more opportunities to make money now than ever before. I think yeah. a kid in their twenties could just make a bunch of money on TikTok and buy a house. 
They could, yeah. But that's like a luck thing. That's not like a standard, you know what I mean? Like, think about people who are not on TikTok. Like, think about the average American person who's like working a nine to five job. Like, salaries are not, like, they're yeah. not fat enough for you to get a house. Like, True. I've been working for 15 years. I have so much money saved up. I can't buy a house. Like, yeah. it's such a Especially frustrating. Especially out here in Cali. Out here in Cali, it's a whole other Forget world. it. Yeah. yeah. It's fun looking back on my stand-up because now I see what I was trying to do for a long time and like couldn't quite get there. What were you trying to do? I was just trying to like really explain who I was and like explain like where I'm from and why I'm like the way I am and like origin story yeah. style. And I just could never get there. Like I just didn't have the tools. But when we saw you, you were hilarious. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. When did you see me? We saw you at the comedy store. Like, I mean, I never like said I wasn't funny. I just did it. I just wasn't. <laughs> I just don't think I was good. Because I didn't, you know what? I didn't believe in it until now. It's also perspective yeah. of your standards. Because I feel that way yeah. about my videos too. So much of my work, I'm like, that's nothing. Because I see my, I compare myself to where I want to be. And it's like way up there. I'm comparing myself to like the greats. I'm like, well, on that note, I suck. But what, yeah, but why stop doing that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because we can't get better unless we're like, we're not there yet. Like if you go, I'm great. I'm perfect. Like you're done. You're not like you're done. True. You're not gonna keep fucking trying to do better things and like. But you gotta enjoy better. it at some point. At some it's point, so you have funny. to give yourself props. I just did I a have a hard time yeah. Doing I that. just did a podcast with this like older comic who's like, hey, before we go, um, you know, from someone who's been in the game a little longer, he's like, you gotta take some time to like enjoy everything that's going on. And he's right. Like I do. Like I, I think that's what's different. I'm actually enjoying it. Like not creating from survival. Yes, like I'm enjoying going like, oh, tonight I get to tell this joke. Like yeah. I used to be like, ugh, I have a set tonight. Like I'd much rather just be home. Like, Isn't that interesting how even when you're doing what you love, it, you can get into a phase where you like dread it? Oh, yeah. I've like I went through like probably years of dreading stand up because I was just stuck. Like I was stuck in that same rhythm. Like I was kind of in a comedy rut, stand up rut where I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then instead of taking time and actually making it better. I just would like be like, ah, oh, fuck it. They don't get me like blame other people. <laughs> it's not me not doing the work. It's them. Like, yeah. no, it's you. Like, it's a weird balance to find, right? Of being happy with the art that we're creating while also striving to create something better because those things are kind of separate. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if I want to make better then by definition, this isn't good enough. Yeah. And it also changes. Like our yeah. idea changes. I joke about this all the time, but like, I always wanted to be a comic, but I also always wanted to be a mermaid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the whole uh, Black Little Mermaid? Amazing, yeah. incredible! Oh my god, I I've been watching those videos of like little kids being like, "She's yeah. black!" Like, and just seeing themselves, like, "Oh my god!" Like, I didn't have somebody that was like me. I still don't. There's literally not a Brazilian influence of somebody mm. who's like a comedian. Like, I want to be that person. Like, yeah. So it's really exciting to see that, like that representation. Obviously, I mean. I didn't really understand how important representation was and like that me seeing Shusha all the time was like <laughs> not who I strive to be like, you know, yeah. like because that person didn't really exist yet. Yeah. I like that there are more original stories coming out now. Like even yeah. like a, the Mo show. Have you seen, seen that one? Mo Amir? No. no. You, know, you know, he's a stand up. Um, yeah. He has his own show on Netflix. Oh, no way. It's kind of like yeah. about his life. It's like a whole 10 episode series about it's about him. He's like an asylum seeker living in Texas. And it's him playing him, basically. I love that. And yeah. there's like almost no white people in the whole show. It's just love that. It's just an actual because story I need of to real be people. like yeah because some people that's <clears throat> their whole life is like there's not a lot of white people in their life. Like we yeah. need to see that. It's like and I hate that whole thing. Like we got to hire one black guy, one girl. 
when Asian got like the they, diversity fill. Token person, yeah. Yeah, it's like we're just token people in your white story still. Like I would like to see other people's points of views. Like it's so crazy. Like even when like I don't want to say the name, but like at the Emmys, like when uh, this black celebrity won this thing, like it was still this white guy who wrote it sitting next to her. You know what I mean? And the yeah. cast of all the other black people are sitting way that they're not sitting up front yeah like, you're not you're still not they're still not getting the the time and the appreciation you know it's one thing to just put a token person in the project versus actually telling a story tell the from story that from their perspective. Per yeah exactly from their point of view like that's yeah. what's interesting that's why all these shows started doing really well like um uh what's that awkward show uh oh my god on hbo the really really good show isa what's her name what's the show guys black lipstick she's like it's about like her life she's a plant oh my god it's killing me it's like it has like three different seasons already. There's so many good shows Issa. nowadays. There's so many good shows that you could be watching shows all day and still miss stuff. Oh, let's, I yeah. Let's see the one that we like. We like that show, This Fool. I that love This Fool. One. I love those guys. They're so sweet. Yeah, they're amazing. When he yeah. first came out with the Chola Fitness, I love it. It was so hilarious. Much. I'm I glad. I'm glad that character got transferred into being like a full show. I agree. Like it just yeah, it's just seeing those stories and like. Think about the Brazilian story. Nobody's told it. Yeah. Nobody's, oh. yeah. Hmm? Possibilities. Possibilities. Maybe. Like even at the Emmys, I kept dreaming about like, like the storyline of like me as a little kid in Virginia and not having like any friends and then having like Kitty who's this like weird, like pink haired girl with like <laughs> angel wings and then cut to like, we're both in the, in the industry and we made it in this industry that's like impossible to break into. Like just that story arc of like, wow, we did it. Like it is a hard industry to break yeah. into. The fact that you yeah. are a professional comic yeah. is incredible. I think I forget that that's cool. Cause I'm like, ugh, here we go. Like my life. And then, well, there are more doc, there are more brain surgeons than there are doctors. I'm mean, there are, than there are comics. Really? I would assume so. How many actual paid working comics are there in the world? <sighs> a lot. A thousand, maybe, like that are actually doing it, like actually that are past at the clubs and like, like touring. Yeah, probably and about a thousand. Right, probably about a thousand. Like really good ones that are like, legitimately working, doing all the circuits and doing like. Yeah, there's more millionaires than there are comics. There's more billionaires than there are comics. Oh my god, can we talk about Grimes for a second? Are you into it? Grimes. Yeah. Grimes. Do you like her? Oh, the Elon's girlfriend. <laughs> well, don't. Like, oh. She was an artist before she was Elon's girlfriend. Okay. Oh, but I don't know much about her at all. Oh my God. Do you know any of her music? No, I don't. Sorry. I know we're doing a podcast, but I just want to play it for yeah, you. Yeah, play it. Okay. So this one song, You've I cannot. You've said so many cuss words. It's not going to be monetized. So play the music. It's not going to be what? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna... sorry. I would have cursed less if you no, told me. No, it's okay. Me. No, we're in it. Um, I mean, it all got fucked up already. So it's like, yeah. might as well. Okay. So, <laughs> so I cannot stop more, thinking so about like, this fuck, song. Fuck. I can't stop listening to this song. Her stuff is like usually a little, maybe like a little too electronic for me, like a little game, video game thing. But this one, like this beat, I cannot like get it out of my head. Sounds like it would be in um, Black Mirror. Right. And the words are all like, don't see me in the dark. I'll kill you kind of thing. Like, what? Okay, so the first thing I listen to in this, I'm like, she has a lisp. Can you hear her lisp? Always looking straight. Is that her, the way she actually talks? Yeah, she has a lisp. Wow. And immediately I notice it because that's my, my, that's my thing with language, right? Because that's my 
that's my trauma. Right. Like I didn't speak. So I'm very attentive. Like if somebody has an accent, I'm like, you're from this part of the world. You're the, like, I'm so attracted by like little nods and like people's speaking voices. It's part of the flavor of who they are. Yeah. And she t- had this lisp and immediately I heard it. And my wife was like, I don't hear it. I'm like, what? That's all I hear is lisp. I find it cute. I mean, too. I think it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. A- accents are nice. You know whose Brazilian accent I really like? The guy who played the mm. in Eat, Pray, Love. What's his name? Javier. Oh. Wait, Javier Bardem? Is that him? He's the guy? No, the... he's a, he's he's um Spanish, though. I know, but he, doesn't he play a Brazilian guy? Does he? In that movie? He's supposed I can't to be a remember. Brazilian guy in that, that movie. That book was like, important to me. I was like, Eat, Pray, Love. But that was a great movie. Yeah. And... God, remember Julie Roberts? Yeah. Where is she now? I don't know. Didn't, like I would love to do enough Matt stuff. Did he shot something with her? Or who was it yesterday? I, I would love to do enough here. stuff that I can just be like, I'm Jade now. Like you know what I mean? She's done so much stuff that she doesn't need to. Like, Is she's there Julia another comedian named Jade? No. You should just keep it then. Everybody says I should change it to Jaji. It's like this new character that I'm building, Jaji. Jaji. Because that's my name. Yeah, but name. just spell it Jade. Yeah, I just feel spell like Jade. If there's nobody else named Jade, just keep it. Just just change it. Should just I just change Jade. my Instagram just to Jade? Vote now in the comments. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I mean, should I? Am I Madonna? Am I Madonna status? I mean, you have to just take it and claim I it. I just have to pretend until. No, it just is. It just is. There is no other Jade. You're literally yeah. the only one. I. Are you in this train? Are you in the Jade train? Yes. Yeah, because it's like all right, let's, go, let's all we're go gonna get, go see Jade. Let's go get tattoos. Let's go. Psh, I'm down. My boyfriend and I want to get studs tattoo. Studs. Yeah, like we're studs. Oh, the word studs. Yeah. Oh, because I know not like horses. Yeah, <laughs> horses throw flying their hair flying in the wind on our backs. I just recently realized what the word stud means. It's the what? horse that they breed with the other horses. Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't understand that. I yeah, but a stud is also like. Yeah, like this guy's a stud. Yeah, but like I didn't know it was like a technical term for the horse. Oh, really? That yeah, is the horse to breed with the other ones. Yeah, so he, it's like a super horse. Yeah, you know, and that's who we are. We're super horses. So you went times. to New York recently. Are you yeah. able to talk on air about the things that happened and might oh, be yeah. happening? Oh, no, not those. Not the ones that might be happening. Not the ones that might be happening, but I can talk about. I was on the Stern wrap-up show, which was so cool because I'm such a fan of Gary's and, I mean, Baba Booey for life, you know. Uh, and I was there on a very – they did, like, a very dark episode where they went to, a, like, a finger fisting, like a butt fisting seminar thing, butt fisting USA. Do you know it? Or like, it's a thing. It's a thing, I guess, that people really like to get fisted in the ass. Um, I heard the butt can spread up to seven inches. Yeah, exactly. And this guy was saying that his meat would come out of it, and it was like, so the episode was just like really, really dirty. <laughs> and they were like, "Thank God it's you on the wrap up show," because we were like so scared it would be somebody who was like not cool with it. I was like, "I'm cool with butt meat," um, but it was just like it's awesome. Like I look around, I'm like, "Wow!" Like I remember listening to Howard Stern before, you know, like yeah. when I wasn't speaking English, even like. My first memory of him was for some movie where his movie was it the one where he had the girl sit on sit the speaker? on the butt. I always think about that. Yeah, and he hummed and he was like, mm, that's "Yeah, the one memory. <laughs> that's such a visceral memory for me too." Yeah. I always think about that. Um, and I'm such a fan. So like to be a part of the family, like they only really pick people that are like they're cool with, and mm. it's it's like yeah, New York was just a realization of like I don't need to be hustling this hard because guys there are like seven sets a night, and I'm like I don't need to be doing that like. Finding the the perfect balance of like respecting my self care and respecting my mind, but then also doing the work. Yeah, doing the work in a cleaner, more smart way. Do you feel like you've made it? That's a big question. 
there's so many. I, you got to break. What is is? Uh, <laughs> what is made it right? I feel like I, I feel like I'm respected by some of my peers, and I feel like that's a big achievement. Yeah. But like made it? No, I've never. I'm not gonna feel like I've made it until I have a my name on the Hollywood on a Hollywood star on, in Hollywood, you know, and people can pee on it and stuff like. That'll be the point. That's yeah. Ask me back then again. When people can pee on your name. When somebody's taken like a poop on my Hollywood star, then I'm like, I made it. <laughs> What's the next level up from here? So you have the Hulu show hotties. Hotties is exciting. It's still going on still out there. Hopefully we get a second season of that. My biggest thing right now is like having a second season. I've never done a second season of a show ever. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that it's not everything that I touch that turns to shit. So once I have that, I think it's, yeah, feeling feeling happy. Like while I'm creating, I think is I feel the you. next step. Like feeling good about it and not feeling like anxious and not feeling desperate. Yeah. Um, keeping this sense of control within like things that are very chaotic. And hopefully like some movies and some TV stuff. That'd be nice. And some new hosting possibilities for th bigger, better Rune, things. for you. <laughs> But I yeah, like, second season, hopefully. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, what was I just gonna say? You were saying I like. Oh, I like the thing that we filmed that isn't out yet. I love the thing we filmed. I think that has a lot of potential, and especially what we talked about it potentially expanding into. I, I basically was like, there. "Let's go, let's do the show," and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, I'm busy." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> let's go now!" I was so excited. At that night, I was so energized. Oh, I'm still After energized night, about it. Yeah. I'm just organizing things for you, and I want to make sure the first episode looks good. But that's so exciting. The comedy world is something I like a lot. Yeah. I'm such a fan of it. And the fact that I can be around it here in LA and see it bubbling up, like it's. Yeah. It, it, I haven't seen deep dives into it. Not really. I, I also agree. I don't <clears> think <throat> there has been like the exposural thing that I'm, I would want to show people yet. Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, you have to kind of go around with a comic and see. Like, oftentimes I go, do people even understand what it's like to be an actor and a comic? Like, what I do throughout the day? Right. I don't think they do. I don't think people do. And I think people are kind of interested in that. I'm interested in that. Because to me, I'm, I'm like, it's boring. I'm interested but in it. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it, and it's like, imagine people outside that don't know anything about this. It's to go, like, oh, wow, that's what it feels like. That's like, you know, people don't even know, like, the auditioning process and what you have to do. Sorry, I feel like I don't have any lips. Uh, <laughs> like, I used to do a, come with me in a day like before the pandemic yeah people were like holy shit this is your entire like when do you go home i'm like at night yeah <laughs> when i'm ready to cry <laughs> um but yeah it's been really fun i just love comedy again and we'll see how long that lasts yeah so the next step so you have the the special coming out you special have the coming other out. one that's out on youtube already yeah so i'm gonna keep pushing that until the end of october hopefully okay just keep you guys go watch just get it to 100k and i can take a nap you know what I mean? I'm, I just stopped talking about how I'm not attached to results. And I'm like, but I need it. Um, and then, yeah, it's thinking about um, I have some stuff in development and then thinking about like where I want to put my energy. Like, Yeah, because we were talking about in the secret project, you know, where I, I filmed the kind of a night in the life of yeah. a jade. We talked about you not knowing what your brand is yet. Trying right. to figure out what that is. Yeah. I feel like I'm more in charge of my brand since we, it's been a month, right? Since yeah. Since I did what your podcast, or when did I do your podcast? Like a the couple podcast months was ago. A few months ago. Yeah. But then we filmed the the other thing. The vlog like thing. I feel like since then it's been about, <clears throat> yeah, it's been about a maybe a month, three weeks. Yeah. So much has happened in that little. Bit so of much time. happens in this industry, right? Yeah. When people say, "What are you up to?" I'm like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I asked you, and you're like yeah. surfing." <laughs> um, I feel like even like since then I've started to feel like just posting has given me so much control back. Yes. Like my stuff's out there now. Like. 
people can see what I do. You know what I mean? Like it's such an like I used to not even have an example of stand up to show people because I was like so nervous that it wasn't good enough. So how are you still booking gigs? People know me. Hmm. Like this new guy, the guy who's helping with my social media is like going around meeting people. He's like, everybody knows you. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> because I really believe in that planting seeds thing that I told you. Like, yeah. like networking doesn't have to be this gross, like, what am I going to get out of you? It's like, hey, like, do I fit in your life? Like, what can I give you? Like, how can I add to your life? Like, and in return, maybe later down the line, we work together or like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. planting that seed is more important to me than results. Like, because yes. it's not always about a quick turnaround. It's about like developing relationships and like being there for people. Like, oftentimes if I'm stuck in my career or I'm like stuck in my life, like I'll be like, okay, how can I be a service to other people? That's brilliant. That's, that, that's literally, yeah. And that gets you, yeah. That. And that yeah. gets you out of your funk. Because <clears throat> then you're contributing. Yeah. Then the, it's coming through you. Yeah. And you become a, the tree that bears fruit, so to speak, right? The, the tree that bears fruit. That's so cute. Yeah. The giving tree. Yes. Like oftentimes if I feel like shit, I'll call a friend and go like, what's up with you? How can I help? Yeah. It gets you out of your mind for sure. Exactly. Like, I don't want to tell this story. Like, cause I used to do this very toxic thing. Like, you're not going to believe what happened. You're <clears> like <throat> telling a bunch of different people, like, and something kind of toxic happened with me. Like somebody approached me in a really toxic way about something. And I was like, I'm not going to feed this. I just blocked them. And I was like, I'm done. You mean telling people what you've accomplished? No, just like it was a toxic personal thing that happened. Mm. Like, a he said, she said kind of a thing. And I got yeah. brought into a toxic situation between two people. It's like, I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. not biting. I'm not taking the, I'm not taking the, what's it called? Bait. Yeah. The bait for the negative energy. Like I'm not doing it. Like yeah. I just blocked them both. And I was like, take me, keep me out of this. Like you guys figure it out. Also like no, toxic relationships. When you can, when you've told a friend over and over, like, this is bad for you. This is bad for you. This is bad for you. And they keep doing it. You go. Maybe they just need to learn that lesson. They need to really feel it. Because you know, there's a yeah. difference between... Maybe I bite my stomach hurts. Yeah, in my mind, knowing what to do, but then doing what I know, right? Like, for example, I always knew theoretically to save money. In theory. Don't we all? Right? Don't we all go, okay, yeah, that's how you do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then a few years ago, just made some, a lot of mistakes and just like lost everything. And I was like, oh, save money. I had to feel the pain. Because intellectually, you know what to do. But I didn't have the association because I could always get by with the minimum because I was pretty scrappy anyway. So I could, I'll make it happen. I don't need a lot, right? But then when I had something and then I lost it and then I felt and I got evicted from my apartment, I had to borrow money from my girlfriend and I was like, okay, I never want to feel this again. I needed to hit that rock bottom. So now I know, I know what it feels like to not save. Right. Yeah. And then it's just about not getting in that situation again. But like yeah. this one person in my life, I just keep seeing him do the same thing over and over. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I, I have to remove myself because he's repeating the pattern. Yeah. And like now when he threw, I don't know, I don't, I just am sick of toxic people. Yeah. Like just keep your shit. Like I used to not be like this. I used to be like, I feel bad for them. Like I can really do that thing a lot where I'm like, mm -hmm. they've gone through this, they've gone through that, and. I realized a lot of my relationships, especially in comedy, were trauma bonds. We talked a little bit about this, but like I was just connected to them from like an old yeah. version of myself and they treated me like shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's okay. It's like, I think it all stems from like how I felt like I was treated in, as a child and blah, 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 <clears throat> you know? But yeah. I kept all these relationships for so many years thinking like they devalue me and like why do they do? And now I'm like valuing myself and I notice that I'm like, oh, I have to get those people out of my life that yeah. keep me like in that old and it doesn't mean that they're fundamentally a bad person you just realize that it's not serving your mission and you're exactly. not serving their mission it's and i used healthy. to feel super bad and i'm like now i'm like i don't feel bad like i choose me 
Yes. That's what it is. That's what's different about me now. I cho I choose me over other people. And you can still be giving. Yeah. I'm extremely giving. Yeah. yeah. Like if anybody ever needs help, I'll help you. Right. Like people are like, what do I do in this industry? I'm like, come sit on my lap. <laughs> yeah. Come to Mama Jade. Yeah. Come to Mama Jade. I'll help you. You don't have headshots? Okay. You need to get headshots, sweetheart. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it's like constantly negative, like it's just, even my friend the other day, she was like, you're being annoying. Like you're being too positive. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> like I don't want to be preachy, you know? Yeah. But I, I'm trying not to say negative things out loud, which is really hard because I love it. Sometimes we don't realize it. We're just in the frame. It's like a fish doesn't know it's wet. A fish does not know it's wet. That's such a good little, that's a t-shirt. Yeah. Well, therapists talk about that kind of stuff a lot where like you just don't, you're so in it that you don't realize. The, I was the, the so old, in it. The overarching yeah. frame. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of go back and you're like, wait, this person always treated me like shit. Yeah. Like my like my boyfriend was like, it. Yeah, why yeah. did you like him? What did what did you do? I'm like, Well, he did this, but I forgave him because of this. And then he did this. And I'm like, wait a minute. He was never a good friend to me. Like I just wanted him to be so badly that I overlooked all the things that were super negative. That is a lot of what I do too, right? That delusion of like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that you're out here growing and sharing your message because I think Brazilians need more artists here in America spreading the vibe. I like, agree. We don't have the representation. We have zero. It's like, can it not be a Mexican guy every time? I don't know a yeah. single famous Brazilian. Really. Come on. Not really. That's like, yeah, Anita's like opening doors okay. for everybody. I don't know a, Brazil, a famous Brazilian guy. Vem malandra, Rafinha. He's here now. Rafi Bastos. Look well, up. you He's told me amazing. about him. I yeah. need to check him out. Yeah. He's amazing. Such a great comic. Carol Zoccoli is also out here, who's a comp Brazilian comic. She's in... Uh, in New York, and then uh, Morgan Jay's Brazilian guy. He's doing really well on TikTok right now. He's a singer, songwriter, comic. Oh, Morgan Jay's Brazilian. Yeah. Oh, I think I just DM'd him the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He'd yeah. be good on here. Yeah, like yeah. he speaks Portuguese, but he's mostly English. You know, he's mostly American, but he speaks a little Portuguese. Yeah. And he was never, uh, like, he never lived there, but his mom or dad or is Brazilian. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's like a few here and there, and well, I'm rooting for you. Thanks, man. And Thanks I want to continue creating with you. I know we're gonna do some cool shit, and I feel like we could meet up in Brazil and do some cool shit. Oh, I think so too. Like you could film me doing a couple sets in Portuguese in Rio. That would Heck be yeah. sick. Uh, and it's my birthday in February, so oh, there we'll we party. go. I'll make sure to use the wrong batteries that time too, so we'll miss the whole first. Half I of still the set. think I don't know why I'm so positive right now. Just <laughs> catch me in two days when I'm neggy again. But I feel like it's there. Oh, that would be great. I'd be really happy if that was the case. But the audio is definitely there. Because so the first part yeah. was so good. The yes. second part did not feel as good. Yeah. So now it's like, fuck, that's of course. <laughs> well, we'd have the audio of it for sure. So. Yeah, who cares? Just yeah. put it on a picture of Anita's butt and then just have like a little sound. I like that. That's yeah. smart. Well, Jade Catapeta, or no, just Jade. Just Jade! No, it can't be just, just Jade, Jade, though. Because no, it's, it's like Jade. just Jared. Yeah. Jaji. Jaji. Thank you for coming. Brazil. Obrigado.